How are we made right with God? How does the answer to this question compel us to take the gospel to the Quad Cities? That's some of the things we're going to hear from Wildwood Church Pastor Brian Smith this morning as he takes us to the book of Romans. And welcome, Brian. Hey, thank you so much, Ken and Deb. Yeah, Appreciate good. you having me here. It's been a while. I am told that this is the very seat that Pastor Brian Bill sits in. <laughs> You're right. I'm thing. telling you. Wow. You'll never sit the same way again. The pressure is on. <laughs> That's it's right. a great privilege. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, have you ever considered how important is the mission of Jesus to Jesus? Hmm. That is an interesting question. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Well, the, the passage that immediately came to mind when you posed that mm-hmm. was where it says he emptied himself yeah. and became nothing. That's I right. I mean, if he gave everything he for gave us everything. That's exactly for right. that mission. I, I think I could argue that, that the mission of Jesus is ultimately important mm-hmm. to him. He came to only pursue what glorifies the Father. Mm-hmm. He came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus was focused mm. on his mission, and he calls his followers to take up their cross daily mm-hmm. and follow him. Now, yesterday or Sunday mm-hmm. at Wildwood, I shared that I know my son. Mm-hmm. My son is 11 years old. I, I know my son. I know the things that are important to him mm-hmm. because I love him. I, yeah. I care about our relationship. I, I listen to him. I, I, I talk to him. I engage with him. If that weren't the case, technically— we'd still have a relationship, right? He'd still be my son, even if I wasn't close to him, but it would lack intimacy. Mm -hmm. There would be a a, a gap between us if I didn't care about the things that he cared about. When you're in a close relationship with someone, you know the things that they care about and the things that they care about, even if they aren't the things you're you're bent towards, Mm -hmm. uh, you care about those things. He's into basketball. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I care because I care about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The things that matter to the to the ones that you love matter to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it, it may be technically a relationship, but it's definitely not relational. Mm-hmm. So, if the mission of Jesus is so important to Jesus, if it's if it's ultimate to Jesus, my question is: Why is it not ultimate to so many people in the church? Mm-hmm. Why why is it just an add on? Why is it something that many people are just content to let other people? Uh, take on, right? right? So uh, this morning, I don't want to shame anyone. I, I don't want to make anyone feel bad. I, what sure. I want to do is inspire them. I, I want to inspire them. And I think that the most inspiring thing is fully apprehending how great a salvation we've been mm-hmm. given. Mm-hmm. So I want to start there. When we come to fully appreciate what God has done for us, who he has made us in Christ, how can we not prioritize mm-hmm. Jesus' mission in our lives? Mm-hmm. So I'm preaching through Romans at, at Wildwood. We're about 21 weeks in. We've just finished the first major section. Uh, Paul lays this foundation in Romans 1 through 3, lays the argument, none is righteous, no, not one. We're all under sin. We're wicked. We're hopelessly lost. The good people at Wildwood Church have, have borne with me. Uh, it's been a difficult journey <laughs> to get through here. But but finally, we got to, uh, to uh, the end of that section. And Paul says that he he lays this all out. He charges that we're all under sin, that every mouth may be stopped in Romans 3.19. In other words, that that on the day of judgment, there would be not a single person in all of humanity who would open their mouth in self-defense and say, but God, I was a good person. Hmm. Right? Thankfully, Paul doesn't just beat us up and leave us on the side of the road with Romans chapter 3. He goes immediately 
to grace. Mm. In 321, he says, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. So, so nothing that we can do is going to save us, but the righteousness of God has been mm. manifest apart from the law. And he says in verse 22, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. So Paul spent three chapters laying out that we all break God's law, we're all under sin, and concludes in 320, by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. And then he asserts that salvation is not something we can work to, it's something we receive by grace, or through grace, Mm. by faith. Mm -hmm. He says in 324, we are justified by his grace as a gift. And in 328, we are justified by faith apart from works of the law. So that term justification, that's the crux of the whole message this morning. Justification is a legal act in which a truly guilty person is declared by God not guilty. It's a binding and permanent declaration by the one who sits in authority as judge. And Paul is telling us here that by simply believing the gospel, you and I are declared righteous by God. Now, for many people, it seems too good to be true. After all, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Nothing is free in this world. And I know that some, some Christians struggle with the need to what I would classify as justify their justification. Mm-hmm. Yes. To yeah. validate what yeah. God has done. They, they sense that there's no way that a person like them could just be forgiven and declared righteous mm-hmm. simply by faith. And yesterday I was thinking about the final scene of Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. came out in 1998, Tom Hanks, uh, Matt Damon. The final scene of Saving Private Ryan is the then-aged Private Ryan in his 80s. He's got his wife, kids, grandkids all around him, visits the grave of his rescuer, Captain John H. Miller. Mm -hmm. And he looks into the eyes of his wife, and he asks her with tears, Tell me I have led a good life. Tell me I'm a good man. And before she walks up, he was standing at the cross, the cross-shaped headstone of Captain Miller, and he says, I tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I earned what you all have done for me. His thought is, surely I have done something to prove that I was worthy of your sacrifice. Now, that, that is a moving scene. Sure. And it strikes at the core of our sense of justice. Private Ryan, don't waste your life. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't trample on what others have laid down their lives to give you. Live in such a way that you earn what they did for you. Prove that you are worthy of their sacrifice. That may be appropriate when it comes to Private Ryan or other rescue situations where someone lays down their life right. to rescue them. But when it comes to Jesus, the Bible makes it clear there is no earning what he did for us. Amen. We just receive it as a gift of God's grace. Mm -hmm. I think that this idea that I have to earn what Jesus did for me is the source of a lot of legalism and moralism in the church today. Mm. Yeah. And it does the opposite of what Jesus does on mission. Mm. Jesus said he came to seek and to save the lost. But many Christians, I think, in their own insecurity, live as if they have to prove that they are good enough and worthy enough Mm. to justify or validate their salvation. Even worse, and I think this is where 
the legalism comes in, even worse is then they expect other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. A friend of mine characterized it as embellishing the robe of Christ's righteousness. I want you to just think about that. Hmm. We are clothed in the righteousness of Christ, the, the robe of Christ's righteousness. And in our insecurity and in our works to try to prove we're good enough, we take that robe of righteousness and we sew little trinkets on it. Mm-hmm. And we just add a little bit to it to, to say, Jesus, I'm worthy of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you this robe of your righteousness just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that an affront to God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mission of Jesus, seek and to save the lost. And according to Romans 1, thir- 1 through 3, you and I were once utterly and hopelessly lost until Jesus found us. Amen. And he declared us righteous the moment we believed. And that's it. As far as our right standing with God goes, that's the end of the story. Now, is God going to graciously discipline you and I and shape us into the image of his son for the rest of his life? Yes. We call that sanctification, that right. process of being made like Jesus uh, it, because God loves us. The Bible says he disciplines those he loves. Mm-hmm. But sanctification, the process of being made righteous indeed, follows justification, being declared righteous in identity. So there's nothing that you or I could ever say or do or think that is going to cause us, if we've genuinely placed our faith in Christ, to be separated from God's love. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to cause him to reverse the declaration of righteousness for him, uh, for, for, for us, for you and me. And I always like to say, you know, when I, when I make a provocative statement to the church, I always say, prove it. Go to Scripture. Romans eight thirty eight through 39 proves. He says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. And let me just pause. That includes you and I. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? You and I are not able to separate ourselves. He says we'll be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the bottom line is this. Just as you have nothing to boast about in your, ju- in, in your salvation, your justification, because it wasn't based on your good deeds or your virtue, in the same way, you have no reason to fear losing it. it, it I think John MacArthur said, if you could maintain your—if if it was upon you, it was incumbent upon you to maintain your righteousness, you would lose it. We can't maintain our righteousness, but we don't have to. Right. The, the judge declared us righteous mm-hmm. the moment we believed. You don't have to prove that you're worthy of it because God made you worthy when he declared you righteous. Mm-hmm. When God sees you, Ken and Deb, and when God sees me, and when God sees the people listening this morning, those who have faith in Jesus— who have called on him for the forgiveness of their sins, what God sees is them draped in the untarnished and unembellished robe of Jesus' righteousness. Amen. 
And when we fully come to embrace that, when we apprehend the weight of that, mm-hmm. what, what God has done for us and who he has made us, then it is easy to say, Jesus, I surrender all. Mm-hmm. I, I give everything to you because you have given everything to me. Mm-hmm. Help me to live every part of my life on mission for you. That's right. And maybe if you invite me back, I'll come back and say what I think it might look like to prioritize the kingdom of, of God, the, the mission of Jesus in our lives. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah, me this you morning. Bet. So before you go, yeah. I want you to pray for the people that are listening this Absolutely. morning that are struggling with mm. realizing who they are in Christ. Oh, this man. Morning. Would you do that? Yeah. Identity is such a, a critical thing. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. That's something that the Lord's still still working in my life. Oh, yeah. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Father, Lord, we love you and we thank you for Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank you for that important doctrinal term, justification, mm-hmm. declaration of righteousness. You, the judge, make the final definitive binding decision about who we are. And Lord, you don't ignore our sin. You deal with our sin by giving it to Jesus and giving us by faith in him, his righteousness. I pray for those that are listening this morning, Lord, that you would bless them, that, that, that today they would go into their workplace, into their schools, into the, into the spheres of life that you're leading them this morning with a renewed identity mm. that they would know who they are. Amen because they have faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. that they don't have to prove that they were worthy of his salvation, but they are worthy because you have made us worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian. That's Brian Smith from Wildwood Church. And of course, if you missed any of this, you can listen to it later today at canondeb.org. We'll have it up there for you. Or if you know somebody that needs to hear this message today, Man, pass it on to them. Let them hear it, that's for sure, and look forward to it the next time we have you in. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet.